we're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting there. You said that was super hyped about it. I was like, okay, conversations on our way. Interesting. Welcome to another episode of Conversations on Our Way. It's the 20th of October, 2020. I'm Flo. And I'm Sam. And for today's podcast, we are exploring the concept of radical candor. So I got Sam to have a look at this concept, and I really want to hear what you found and what you think about it. So I knew you were going to ask that first. So <laughs> I've prepared my response, wow. <laughs> which is a question. Okay. <laughs> my question is, why did you want me to look into this? Uh, I... Did you, do you think it's interesting? Do you think... Yeah, I, I just think... want, to, want to know. Oh, okay. So from a context perspective, I had a mm -hmm. friend who told me about it, and mm -hmm. it just made so much sense. Did you okay. read the book or just... I didn't read the book. He explained the, the concept to me. Mm -hmm. And then from an applicable standpoint, like using it with like relationships or within the workplace and things mm -hmm. like that, like it makes complete sense. So that's why I was just like, I really like this concept as well. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a spin-off, like, you know, when the anti-fragility one came through. Yeah. Like, this makes a lot of sense. So this one makes a lot of sense too. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it did hit me as hard as the anti-fragility one because this one came to me as more... Obvious. Not obvious, but the because how the, the author marketed it is why she wrote like came up with this framework is because it's for mainly for work. And these work I, I guess it's just a personal thing. work frameworks aren't very appealing to me. So that's why I wasn't as like deep dive like well, this is so so interesting thing as anti fragility. Yeah, no, I understand that. But I guess for me, the, this concept is you can easily use it in your all your other relationships or connections that you have with people. Well, well, well I guess for the for the listeners, we should explain kind of explain. Okay, go what, ahead. What it is? Okay, mm -hmm. so what I understand from it is she um, sees every interaction, human interaction, being on um, two axes. One's the challenge directly axis which is on the y-axis, and mm -hmm. on the x-axis is how much you care personally. So, And that splits all interactions into four quadrants, right? Um, I think it's a bit better if they, someone looks it up themselves, because I have it like next, next to me right now. Me? So I, yeah. yeah, in front of me right now, so I can kind, kind of describe it better. So I'm not I'll sure give, if this Yeah, this I'll give a kind of like me. a top line basically it's a no bullshit way of conversing mm. with another person and getting straight to the point because normally when you converse with someone there's mm. there's a layer of politeness and a social decorum and kind of fluffiness it's like oh mm. you want to make sure you don't hurt the other person's feeling mm. when realistically um sometimes the most direct and kind of addressing it straight to the point is the most efficient and the most impactful way of getting through to someone. Mm -hmm. So instead of like saying, oh, you're doing such a great job, you just need to like do this a little bit more. It's kind of like, no, you suck. <laughs> you need to work on this type of thing. And it's very like straight to the point. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether we're like, are we allowed to swear and stuff on podcast? It, it's, uh, it's up to us. 
so I remember I, I did swear once on the first episode. Then after <laughs> that, I'm like, do I do I do I want this? <laughs> so, I so basically, more... it's like a no bullshit conversation. I'd yep. say mm-hmm. flow of a conversation. It's like straight to the point. Um, you kind of have that respect. I think it's just it's the notion of how the relationship is formed and things mm-hmm. like that. But let's talk about that after. Yeah, but I I I guess the, um so. There's a very fine line between no bullshit and being mean, right? So I guess that's where the difficulty of this, imp- um, imp- um, of implementing this framework lies. So mm. you need to be able to be empathetic, and at the same time, you have to know what is will challenge the person. So I think that's that's a very hard line to sit on. I think it's more important about what relationship you have with that Mm. other person. It's kind of like if we have an established trust relationship that, you know, you want just what's for the best of me, Mm -hmm. best for me, then your directness will be appreciated. Mm -hmm. I think what gets lost in translation when people get like too direct, it's like people don't know, like, are you saying this because you care about me or you're saying this because you don't care you about to, me? You want to be mean to me yeah. or something. Mm. Yeah. So if you know the intentions behind it, which is probably, I think, the core thing here, then it, it'll be fine. I think Radical Candor works really, really well. So it's like if you know that you have a good relationship with your boss and you know that they are invested in you, then the direct confrontational criticisms will actually mm. be for your benefit. And you would know that, you know, they're being direct in everything because, you know, it's more efficient, it's more direct. But I guess I guess the the whole point, like one of the points of Radio Candor is to, because we, um, we obviously can't um, know what, in, what intentions the per- other person has all the time. So I think the, one of the points of Radical Candor is to be able to communicate in a way to, that lets them know that you're being empathetic and and um, giving critis- like constructive criticism criticism at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, so yeah, mm. one of the examples she used in the um, I think in one of her talks, mm-hmm. she used I think she told about the story that like where radical candor happened to her the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, she just gotten a puppy and she was completely in love with it and everything, but she just could not teach it like real um like giving it real like puppy training things like that Mm. and one time it almost ran onto the road and she like pulled the dog away and everything um and so a a stranger or a gentleman pretty much started off by saying i can see that you really love your dog or like Mm. you really care for your dog and that's the the empathy and kind of like the signal that says like i can see your care and this i'm saying whatever i'm saying next because I know that you care for your dog. Mm-hmm. And then he hits her with the direct, like, but you need to, you need to teach it how to behave and everything, otherwise you're going to kill it. <laughs> yeah. But I think I can see it working really well, not just in a work context, but within, like, friends and things like that. I think that well. works well with every interaction, every, right? Because, like, yeah. the, um, the example that you brought up just now kind of reminds me of the anti-fragility thing. Mm-hmm. You want the best for someone, but um, let's say you you have a child, and you of of course you want the best for your child, right? Yeah. And coddling your child twenty four seven is not gonna let them. It's not gonna let them grow. 
grow. So you have to play the like good parent, bad parent, and have a good balance in between. Mm-hmm. And so your child will kind of learn what's what's right and what's wrong. Exactly. And, and you kind of want them to think for themselves. If is this right or is this wrong? So. Yeah, making that decision for themselves, mm-hmm. but like also building those skills of mm-hmm. thinking for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I thought like if I, I will, when the concept came up, I kind of was like, I wonder what would happen if I was able to implement this with all of my relationships and friendships and mm-hmm. of any kind and any connection. Like, I thought like wow, my life would be so much more <laughs> clear-cut, transparent, and just straight to the point instead of all, like, the, the fluffy nuances. But I guess, I don't know. Now, during the age, I feel like people more and more appreciate the directness and the mm. honesty. I think they see it just more as, like, an honest feedback type thing as well. But, but uh, I can definitely see how people, some people cannot could not handle it. Yeah. But but also the, like the the fluffy talk that has utility as well, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like the um, small talk you always make when you meet someone new or you go to a networking event or whenever it's necessary. The, the small yeah. talk. I mm-hmm. always thought that I used to think that um, small talk is so useless. Useless. <laughs> but um, but to get to the deeper talk, you kind of need the small talk. So it's kind of a bridge, and to. Small talk is kind of like the the connector to 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 vibe out. Like if you kind of connect with them, you kind of vibe with them. Then if the small talk kind of goes well, then then you can hit the deeper stuff. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It's when you meet new people, kind of to make sure that you're not too blunt or off-putting for some, or to get them to open up a little bit. Yeah, you more. kind of need to tread the water with. A few things, yeah. A few things first. A few like lighthearted things first. Mm, yeah, I think so. I think though, in my recent years, I've learned to not do too much of the small, small talk. And <laughs> if I can, I'll kind of start moving towards the the more real questions, like interesting questions, instead of like, "How is the weather?" <laughs> type of no. thing. What you have for lunch? Oh, how good! How good was the game last night? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just also more of like a real conversation. It's like understanding how this person thinks, mm-hmm. their perspectives, and what they're interested in, rather than. And I don't know. I guess for me, it's like treating you as like an actual human rather than mm. just a passing by. Like this, what I'm about to say might sound like arrogant. Mm-hmm. Go for it. <laughs> I think I inherently avoid, like, how I um, conduct conversations with other people. I inherently try already dive deeper and ask the real questions, imme- like, not immediately, but faster, like, faster than a normal rate. Oh. Yeah, I agree. Me too. So. You just have a much better quality conversation. Yeah, people have told me that I easy to talk to so i'm i think that what that's kind of what it means i'm not sure i can't really speak for myself you're a real person sam (laughs) am i what is a person (laughs) who am i (laughs) but yeah uh, 
But yeah, um, back to Radical Candor. One question mm. I had, did have about it is mm -hmm. why does she call it Radical Candor? Because Candor comes from, from the word candid, right? Mm -hmm. And candid is like, doesn't candid mean like spontaneous or like unplanned? Candid does mean like, yeah, un, um, like truthful and straightforward. Yeah. So, so it is that, but can like, candor itself mm. um yeah i believe the definition is also something along the lines it's um i can see it being used it's like you know you have refreshing candor but i think it's more about the behavior sorry the behavior of conversation and how you hold yourself type thing mm -hmm. but i don't think it's used in such a blunt fashion that she uses in a workplace. So I think that's why it's called radical care. Mm. And because yeah. in the workplace, traditionally, there's that whole fluffy mm. top line politeness. Yep. Um, the emails. Yeah, I love those. Yep. <laughs> With the smiley so, faces. Yeah, you, you know, those are <laughs> passive aggressive. Yep. <laughs> no, not all the time. I use smiley faces in my email sometimes. I feel, I feel so passive aggressive when I use smiley faces. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. But with oh, mine, yeah. I also use mine like when I ping, when we ping people and everything. So that's why they also know me better. So that's probably why as well. But yeah, I think that's why there's the whole radical candor on that side of it. Mm -hmm. But I think me implementing it in my life, I think with going forward, anyone who interacts with me from a reporting basis, I think I will probably just be like, I'll set the tone from the beginning. And be like, we need to be very, very straight and very, very candid with each other, and that's the the way I prefer things. And I and I hope that also gives you the opportunities to, to be very open and very direct and straight. Because I won't take it to heart. I just want to know it straight away and be a lot more efficient about it. Yeah, but I don't think everyone um works that way. I agree. So. But from like a reporting line kind of standard, <clears throat> because I think what's important, what I've realized is important is that your whoever you're reporting to or dotted lines or hard line to, they need to understand how you work <clears throat> and they need to understand um, the style of communication, what's the most efficient. Because in a crude sense, you're an asset. <clears throat> That needs to be utilized and optimized in the best way, even though you are obviously you're still human. <laughs> yeah. But realistically, but you are, that's why they call us resources, right? <laughs> human resources. Yep. But realistically, yeah. If I was a manager and the person that I was managing um, came up to me and, and knew how they like to be communicated to by, that's so much easier and faster then rather than me imposing my communication style upon them, obviously it's like a give and take on either party. But it'll be so much more efficient if you can tell me, like, this is what uh, motivates me. This is how I like communicating. If there is something wrong, tell it to me straight. I won't take it to heart type thing. Mm -hmm. And obviously you still can be polite about it, but it's just a lot more straight to the point mm -hmm. rather than kind of like, building that relationship slowly, kind of figuring each other out type thing. It's just like, 
So I went straight more to the point. Have you done this with your manager? Um, I have done it with yeah, one of my other managers, yeah. And it, how and did it moved they, so much faster. Um, how did they respond so to, it, to this? Um, I've done it with two. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I have dotted line and one I have hard line to. Mm-hmm. The one that is busier, it like appreciates it and is like, okay, cool, go, go, go type thing. But then the other one who is a bit more people-oriented and likes the conversation a bit more, um, I think he appreciates it and also it's probably a bit more streamlined, I say. So either way, it's, it's a positive outcome mm. because I think what I realized is that everyone has a really, really busy schedule. And I think because they appreciate the efficiency in the way that I work, mm-hmm. they understand and it makes sense. It makes sense that it's, this is a way to also communicate with her. Hmm. Mm. Okay. I guess th- this also requires a lot of self-awareness from your part, right? Oh, yes, definitely. So um, for someone who... It's going to sound so insulting, but for <laughs> someone who doesn't have as much self-awareness, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of hard to implement this. I think it's, it's just an understanding. Like, I guess, yeah, it's a self-awareness. But it's just an understanding of how you work. And being what, really and honest like with yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, being honest with yourself, what works and what doesn't work. It's like, are you? How are you motivated? Are you motivated by recognition? Are you motivated mm-hmm. by you know knowing that you're helping out with your teammates and things like mm-hmm. that? It's like those kinds of drivers and how to best use them in a sense. Um, because in the end, it'll that builds your career experience, your work experience as a whole. And if you're getting pushed the wrong way or you're tr- or they're trying to push you like purely like through numbers or um, through other incentives that don't mm. appeal to you, then your experience in that workplace is not going to be as good. So realistically, if you figure out what you, how you operate in the best way for you to operate with other people, it's like a shortcut almost. It's the most direct line mm-hmm. for you to operate as efficiently as possible. Hmm. Would you ask your, would you, I don't know, do you prefer um, talking, like, would you ask your manager to be radically candor? <laughs> of course. Um, I think I always appreciate, like, feedback. Mm. Um, so I was, I always like to, this kind of, uh, sound like kind of selfish, but I always like to th- know what other people think of me. Yeah. So if, especially if I'm doing something bad or some, something wrong, not bad. Um, I like to know ASAP if I'm doing it wrong so I can just correct it immediately mm. instead of just someone like seeing I'm doing something wrong and just like trying to be more passive passive about it. Like, oh, I, th- I think you should, this, you should do this, do it this way instead. Mm-hmm. I think I should just tell, I, I just prefer someone just tell me, oh, you're doing this wrong. Tell me why I'm doing it wrong and mm. show me, like, tell me about the right way and correct, correct me that way. This mm. is just way more efficient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, I'm not gonna, going to be insulted if I, like, write, code, like, write code the wrong way or something. Uh, it's yeah. work. I'm not going to get emotionally attached to this. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. I think, though, I had a conversation um, with another friend and in their workplace, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's also kind of understanding of how other people work because mm-hmm. when you have meetings and things like that, like or busy meetings, you know, you have a lot of things to get through, the, a big agenda, but there's only a finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you have to stick to the agenda and there's so much more that needs to be done rather mm-hmm. than kind of working around it and fluffing it around type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, was it right or was it wrong? If it's wrong, okay, what are we doing about it next? Rather than like, uh, it's wrong. Why would you do it this way? And like the whole attitude about it can really, really shape or make or break someone's experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure all of us have like long, bad meetings <laughs> that are inefficient. So, hmm. yeah, honestly, I don't have that much of a big opinion on radical candor after I've done research about it. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm personally okay. just not a big fan of these work, ma- like these management frameworks. Mm-hmm. Um, but wouldn't you like it if your manager did that for you? What do you mean by did that? You're saying like we have an if, activities. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like they understood what a radical candor is, and mm. they were always radically candid with you. Mm. Or yeah, do you think um, that takes away from the like the, the relationship? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Yes and no. Yes, mm-hmm. because um, I would appreciate it, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because people would like to be more direct, more efficient in the workplace, of course. No, yeah, it takes away from their personality. Some people just unlike that, and yeah, it's a hard question. Hard. Question. I have another question then. Okay, let's let's change the the relationship type. Mm-hmm. What if you were radically candid with your family? Hmm. I think there's a different dynamic there because your family come have a bit more of like a supportive kind of nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the dynamic of the relationship is different, but at the same time, because what we were talking about is radical candor works if you know that the intentions behind everything that your manager, the other person is saying is within, within good intentions is for you to yeah. improve. That's why they're like so, so straight with you. So um, am I wrong to assume that the like, quote-unquote goal of radical candor is to maximize your potential? Like what I mean by that is like when you're having a conversation with some someone and you care for them, like let's say in the workplace, right? You care for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you want them to do good work. Mm, yes, um, yes. You be radical candid with them so they can hit their potential. Mm-hmm. They can work at their, be- their, their, at their best. Mm-hmm. So would that, am, I wrong to assume that's, am I right to assume that's a goal? To grow? I wouldn't say it's the goal. It's <laughs> radical candor is just more of a communication style that's a lot more efficient, honest, um, straight to the point type thing rather why, than why but the intention behind it is for yeah you, you 
the intention behind it is for them to, I don't know whether maximize your potential <laughs> is the right terminology for it. It's more like they want what's best for you. What define best? <laughs> define best. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. No, no, no. That so that comes down to two tiers for me. It's like when someone wants you to be your best at work, it's one perform optimally in using your role. Mm-hmm. Or um okay, yeah, fine, maximizing your potential in yeah. your career. Yeah. But it's so not it, just one leg type thing, you get what I mean? Yeah. Multiple so, legs on that. So yeah, so being the best for wanting the best for someone. So in a it's family subjective. <laughs> yeah. From a family like context perspective uh, from a family perspective, let's say you're interacting with your sibling and you want a younger sibling, right? And you want the best for them because so I'm speaking from experience. Uh, mm-hmm. I did economics and psychology in uni and mm-hmm. because I didn't know what to do. I, going to from high school going to uni, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. when my brother had that same um same dilemma i told mm-hmm. him just just do something in computer science or do like a data science or something which he is doing now i wanted the best for him if i wanted the best for him so that's why i told him that so he might not know it but i forgot what the point i was trying to make here is we're trying to talk <laughs> about radical candor so it's it's how direct maybe it's also so see, that makes me think that there's an additional level layer of um, respect required for this to work. And also it needs to be a, a relative thing. There needs to be that fluffier element because I think with family, there isn't so much a fluffier element to it. Like there's no, there's, This politeness is not really there mm-hmm. because with family ties, you're already established, you're already... Um, it's already a very personal, very intimate relationship anyway. So the honesty and the openness should already be established. You kind of assume that their intentions for whatever they say are good already. Yeah, it's all good already. Mm, but also, yeah, but also the other side, the, what I'm trying to say about the whole respect thing is that like your siblings need to respect your opinion mm. in order to take it for starters. Because like, for example, you listening to your manager that normally is like an authority or a respect level, you know, they do want what's best for you and they know better in a sense. And there are things on the line. So Mm, that as well, but for family context, most of the time there are definitely things on the line. Um, but those, I guess the thing like the quote unquote things on the line are more long-term. Whereas work, mm. the things on the line are most <laughs> most of the time very short term. They're very tangible. Yep. So interesting. There's also a much more forgiving element for family mm. because you kind of like they're always going to be there type thing, mm-hmm. whether you listen to them or not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. Would you want your partner to be radically candid with you? Definitely. Like a hundred percent, yes. Hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> I think that's also a good stance as well. Yeah, I think mm. if you don't want the fluffy, can... 
Yeah, this goes back to the question. Like everyone to be radical candid, I think. It would be good if everyone mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want like people who are close to me to be that way. I think I just naturally vibe with pe- people who are more honest. Yeah, I agree. I just like people that way. So, yeah. I, I agree. I think with for all of my close relationships, personal relationships of any kind, even with other... T- Actually, no, no. Actually, no, yeah. Same, same kind of context. It's mm-hmm. Personal relationships or close relationships, friendships, connections of any kind, first degree pretty much. Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. Radical candor or being candid with me is mm-hmm. much more of a fruitful conversation. But I just had a thought imagining if a stranger was really straight with me without any context. Because you know, you don't know their intentions behind it, then I wouldn't like that. Because I'm just like, why would you have a go at me like that type thing? I think it depends on the specific context. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Or like, so. but at the same time, I'm also very intrigued by it. If someone can, if someone like came out and was like really straight with me, and I'm just but like, it, this also goes back why? to the the dog the dog example, right? It was yeah. a stranger that came up to her, and I'm f- just hearing that example. I'm just assuming that his his or her um, intentions were good. He, yeah, because he started... The, the, so. the first sentence was, first sentence was like, I can see that you care for your dog mm-hmm. a lot or you can, I see that you love your dog a lot. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, that bridges the intention part behind it. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you had someone who just suddenly had a go at you. It's like, you're doing it wrong. This is a little, and you're just like, whoa, type thing. But at the same time, oh, I feel I, like... I, I think that wouldn't be considered radical candid then. That would be like the... Just bluntness. Like being too blunt. Like, <laughs> yeah, like just a, being aggressive. Mm, yeah. Then I think it varies personality by personality. Because I think for me, in certain situations or in, in certain, most moods, I think, I probably would see it as... I probably wouldn't take it personally. I'd take mm-hmm. it, okay, interesting type thing. But I think for most people, they'd, yeah, they'd see it like it's way too blunt or way too um, aggressive. But personally, I think I, I handle that kind of stuff probably a lot better than other people. <laughs> I, can, so, yeah. I can agree. <laughs> I appreciate like, the straightforwardness. I'm like, okay, let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that first, like, first real conversation we had in Singapore? We were playing chess. I do remember us playing chess. I don't remember what we were talking about. Um, I think you were trying to... Oh, I do remember. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> that was a very interesting conversation. I forgot what we were talking about, but I just my memory of it, that was a good conversation. Okay, so I remember, um, long story short, I was doing, (laughs) I was doing psychological tests on you. (laughs) I was trying to, um, interesting. uh, I was trying to deep dive into, um, my motivations, motivations, but as well, um, what makes you tick? What 
what ticks you off as well. It's to understand how your brain ticks as well, <laughs> what happened, what happened in the past to shape you. Mm. Um, yeah, I was, I was psychologically probing you. That's why. Yeah. And, and the chess and, game was to, to kind of like help crack you. <laughs> yeah. And the, um, I think that's when we got a bit closer because we, you, I knew what you were doing and you knew that I knew. Exactly. So <laughs> it was a psychological joust. It was <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I, I knew what she was doing and I didn't want to reveal too much, but mm -hmm. also reveal enough for her to, to keep to keep her um, entertained in the conversation. Exactly. But, but then but, for me as well, but, knowing yeah, that you knew, exactly. like, you knew, I that's knew, not a I real, knew, you knew, you, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> that's not enough of a real answer. I need more than that. And yeah. then, yeah, it was a beautiful conversation. It was a beautiful match. Mm. <laughs> and that that's how that we became was, friends. <laughs> maybe, yeah. And maybe that's how um, that was the first conversation on our way. Huh? <laughs> yeah, for our definitely for our friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I remember I had so much fun with that. Yeah, that was good. It's like, it's such a throwback. Okay, and I think that's it for tonight. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other questions? Mm, I don't think so. But I just mm -hmm. want to talk about um mm -hmm. the jingle. That we have. That is right. You we, guys would have heard the first first time first, first airing like, of, of the jingle. Of Flo our did intro. that all by herself. <laughs> I threw it together. <laughs> we were discussing uh, oh oh yeah. Um she did it on Adobe Premiere Pro, by the way. She's very proud that she can use the, the software. Oh shush. Clap, clap, clap. I learned that recently, so <laughs> It's been and, fun learning that. And she ha hasn't stopped talking about it. Oh, I can use Adobe Premiere Pro now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I had to I had to really push myself and challenge myself to learn that <laughs> in such a short period of amount of time and I did it yeah. and I'm just like success. <laughs> so but yeah, um that. what you guys probably have heard already is prototype number one. Mm -hmm. Um still under improvement, still on our way. So we're gonna get better mics. <laughs> yeah, I think that's goal number that's one right due. now. Yeah. yeah, and then it will re-record something, and it'll be much crispier and clearer. And I'll add, I'll add in more sound effects or something like that to make it even more entertaining. I don't yeah. think we have quite an outro, but intro is a first step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta have an intro before you have an outro. So we're mm. one step, one step there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, I think that's it for today. Mm -hmm. And I think we're good on time too. <laughs> First time. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening, See everyone. See, See you.